Good morning, podcast listeners. This is Ed Franklin with the Ed Franklin. No Limits podcast. Um, happy Thanksgiving. It's uh, December 1st. Cannot believe it's December 1st already. And if you haven't listened to my other podcast, this is a year since I decided to do a podcast at the behest of my daughter. Uh, did not really know what a podcast was, but decided to do it anyway. And we're going to call this the beginning, uh, the first episode of season three. I have about 50 podcasts in the can. You can always follow me at edfranklin.nolimits on YouTube. Please subscribe to my page. And when I do a new podcast, something will come out uh, and, I'll, and alert you of that. Or you can follow me on uh, iHeartRadio or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts um, there. So I always ask you to share my podcast if you can. If you have any questions or suggestions, um, or if you'd like to be a guest, or you know somebody that would like to be a guest, you can contact me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. Um, I guess to start off, say happy holidays. Like I said, I can't believe we're here a year later. Um, well, not quite a year, because I really started in January or February of doing this podcast. And like I've told you before several times, um, I heard a statistic that 70% of podcasts fail after the first seven months because people just stop doing them. And um, I kind of fell in love with this format. I like sitting here talking to you. Um, I aspire to be a public speaker and have done a little bit of that in the past, but I want to do it on a much grander scale. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because something happened. To, you know, I always, my podcast always come out of some ideas that I've had or, um, you know, something I thought about or I have good guests. I can get a guest on here, always looking for good guests. So, but, um, um, I just want to tell you that, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys listening. I want you to keep listening. And I'm trying to get my PowerPoint working here because what I do, I've said this before, is I just kind of make notes up of, um, I just, I like out of single words and I just kind of wing it because if I sit down here and write a speech or write a podcast out and I try to read it or try to memorize it, first of all, I do so, I do these so often. You can see my laptop sticking out in here. I do these so often that um, I just wouldn't have time to memorize it. I wouldn't be a good actor in that situation because um, I can't memorize things that fast. So I just kind of talk off the cuff. You never know what kind of mood I'm going to wake up in. And I kind of do this because this is how life is. We never know how we're going to wake up, how we're going to be feeling when we get up. And a lot of times that can determine what our day is going to be like. I generally get up in good moods. I'm ready. I'm on fire. Some days, not so much, but uh, generally I do get up. On a good mood. So I'm going to kind of talk today like I'm talking to 5,000 of you out there, 10,000 of you. And the way I, what I made me think about this is my wife and I, a couple of weeks back, I think it was on Netflix, we were watching a Garth Brooks special and he was, you know, talking about his career and where he came from and how he um, got to where he's at today. And, and it was through a lot of, you know, trials and tribulations like most of us have in life. And it was through necessity at times. It was, he wanted to give up several times. In fact, at one point he went to Nashville, didn't like what he saw and just went back home and started playing in little bars again and things like that. And either somebody convinced him or he decided to go back and try it again in Nashville and, and got, you know, created his own luck. I don't believe in luck all the time. I think we create our own luck. And um, he went back there and, you know, I guess as the story goes, uh, you know how big Garth Brooks is, like his music, hate his music, hate the guy, like the guy, I don't care. The guy's successful and he's done a good job at getting where he's at. He's 
done it with little, you know, pretty much little pain to other people. The reason I bring up that Garth Brooks concert or Garth Brooks situation that we read was he was at, at a point where he was getting, you know, started out 2,000, 4,000, 5,000, 10,000. At one point, they say he could have had almost a million people in, in, um, in uh, Central Park in New York come to one of his concerts that he went to do it. They didn't think it was going to be successful. And here he ends up getting almost a million people to play for. And as I was picturing, as they're showing, film of him doing a student doing a concert and I'm looking out at these people like like 50 60,000 people in an audience I mean the hair on the back of my neck is standing up it's just something I don't know why and most people wouldn't fantasize about this but I would I'm visualizing putting myself on that stage and engaging those 60,000 people now I can't sing like Garth Brooks and I'm learning how to speak better and I'm learning how to get more relevant learning all these things and as I'm watching this I'm getting like I said I'm, I'm saying I want to be that guy that gets out there in front of all those people so and I think this has to do with visualization right when you're wanting to do something in your life whether it's working out and getting the way you want to look or or you want to be a speaker or a singer or whatever you got to visualize that thing happening and that's kind of what I'm doing in this podcast is trying to visualize all these people sitting out in front of me, whether I'm talking to 10 of you or 10,000 of you, I want to be able to be comfortable enough to do that. So we're at this time in life, right? Time of the year where everybody's going to start thinking of these New Year's resolutions. I've done this before. I know many of you are getting ready to do this. And you're looking at, you know, the New Year's as being a part of um a change you know it's a, it's a new year we got to put stuff behind us whether it's getting in shape or smoking or drinking or whatever is on your plate that you want to change you know you want to do more money in business you want to change all these things new year's is that time right and everybody says we're going to have our new year's resolution uh people that go to the gym get a little driven crazy by this because now they can't even find a parking spot at the gym because everybody's going and i encourage you it was if you want to get back and you want to make a change and you want to set some new goals, then it's this is a good time to do it. Why not? I mean, um, I got to tell you that I'm going to tell you a little bit about more about this in about 46 days. I started a kind of a 90 day program of change and have changed a lot of things in my life. I'm back at the gym again. Um, we've been back there for about two or three weeks. It's going great. I'm happy, happily sore right now. I'm working out. It feels so good to get back in the gym and just start hitting the weights and doing some cardio and, you know, being around those other people that are generally positive. Although I don't talk to a lot of people at the gym, they're all in there doing, you know, working out. There's people that need more work than others, but they're just there, right? They showed up and they're doing all these things. And um, it's just exciting to me. So as you're getting ready to set those goals, here we are. Um, getting close to New Year's, and I don't know. I, I thought that the best way for me, anyway, was to just start. When I when I decided 40, 50, 60 days ago that I was going to do this, I just decided, screw it. I don't care if it's the holidays or not. I'm going to go through the holidays on this goal. I left myself a couple outs here and there, a couple days of the during the holidays to you know have a drink or whatever. And I'm kind of keeping track of all the changes I'm going through right now, kind of keeping track of all that stuff. And, I, you know, I really want this podcast to do better. And I have a lot of goals in my mind that I want to do better. You know, 
this is also a time of year. Well, I do it all the time. I'm always listening to speakers and TED Talks and I'm reading books. I just read a book called The Energy Bus. It was a good book, um, kind of basic stuff, but good book, easy to read. Uh, it was kind of a fun book because the guy kind of tells a story as he's talking about how to get that energy level up and how to lead people. And my daughter suggested it and I got it right away, read it in a couple of days. It was fantastic. It was a good book. It's a good book. I thought he, it, I thought it was kind of basic stuff, but you know, since I've read a lot of these books and listened to a lot of these speakers, I kind of get it. But as you're listening to these people, the Tony Robbins of the world, the Jack Canfields, the, uh, you know, the Jim Rons, the Gary Bees, Grant Cardone, I don't care who you're listening to, all these motivational guys, rich guys are going to tell you how to change the world or how they change the world. And you're looking at these people going, man, that's, that's awesome. And I'd like to be like him or I'd like to be like him or I'd like to be able to do what he talked about, this and that. And, and then, you know, that list goes on and on. It's the same thing with books. You know, what books are you reading? You know, good to great. How to win friends and influence people. Most everybody's read that book. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Think and Grow Rich. There's all these books out there you can read. And I think it's great that you do that. I think it's awesome. Uh, I think you should keep filling your mind with that, that business nutrition, that motivational nutrition, inspirational nutrition. But, you know, when it all comes down to it, it's all about you, right? When, what are you going to do? And we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we get closer. Because look, I could write a book or I could, you know, be that public speaker and I could try to sell you CDs. And, and I, I mean, there's people out there that would do it for me. I can, get, I can get those CDs done. I can get in a studio. I can do all this talking. I can do these podcasts. I can keep telling you how great you'll be if you just keep following me, right? If you just buy this next book, if you buy that next CD and, and, and all these things. The reality is, though is if you're not willing to change, if you're not willing to take responsibility, then you're gonna, you're never gonna get off the ground. You're always gonna be in this learning mode, right? I get that, I was listening to a TED Talks a while back and the surgeon was talking about, he we went to school for 12 or 16 years or something. And he decided that he, he, he thought he was just the best at his craft, right? He couldn't get any better at what he was doing. So we invited one of the senior guys in to watch him. And when he was done, the guy kind of sat down with him and said, look, you're a great surgeon, man. That was that surgery was incredible. But you could have done a few things different. And the guy kind of puzzled, said, well, what could I have done different? He says, well, you know, when you were doing certain parts of the surgery, you were in the light and you couldn't see as well as you could have. And, you know, the way you position certain things. And the, the guy was kind of at first maybe insulted. And then he started thinking, you know what? The guy's right. <clears throat> maybe I'm not, I have learned all these things, but I, I still can, you know, do better at my craft. Football players, the best football players, the best basketball players, the best athletes, the best business people are constantly, you know, getting coached or learning. And I think it's important that you continue to fill your mind with this nutrition. But I also think it's really important that you look in the mirror and decide when you're going to make these changes, when you're going to decide to do these things on your own. You're not going to be Grant Cardone or Tony Robbins or Gary B. Can you learn things from them? 100%. And I'm not criticizing any of them. Whatever they want to do. They want to sell stuff. You guys buy it. I don't care. That's their business. It's not the way I would approach it, but it doesn't mean my way is the right way. They're doing way better than I am financially when it comes to this platform. So um, I just feel like my whole 
goal for you is to get you off your ass, right? Is to get you starting to reap the fruits of all that knowledge that you've gained over the years. If you're my age, close to my age, half my age, you've learned a lot in your life. You need to apply it. I always used to get, kind of used to look back into my 20s when I really knew stuff, but I kept my mouth shut so I'd listen more. Sometimes the stuff I was listening to wasn't right. I, I had learned already that it wasn't right. I had common sense. My parents made sure we had that. So I just want you, as I continue to talk during this podcast, I'm going to continue to encourage you to be looking in the mirror, to decide when you're going to change. It, I would not wait till January 1st if it was me, and I didn't. And I'm, I'm not saying, you know, do exactly what I did, but I, I set some big lofty goals, and I'm crushing those goals right now after 40, after halfway through this 90 days. So, and I'm going to keep it up. I'm not quitting at this point. Shit, I'm halfway through now. And I used to putting hash marks up for every day I was getting through successfully. And the hash marks just keep adding up. And it's really inspiring to see that every night before I go to bed when I put that hash mark. There's two kinds of people that I've run across a lot in my life. And those are leadership people and salespeople. Um, when I run across, when I used to work with engineers a lot, engineers were not did not have the personality. Some of them did, I'm sure, just maybe that I didn't talk to them enough. They weren't in those leadership positions, right? They had a more of a specific, more of a technical talent that I did not have. And they obviously weren't salespeople, but, and some of them were leaders and, you know, mechanical engineers and things like that. I just didn't get that because, because I didn't communicate with them at that level. So I tend to have myself around a lot of leadership or sales books, uh, you know, or people that I'm reading, I'm talking to on a regular basis. So that's kind of in my blood, right? I've been doing it so long at this point. And um, it's just kind of what I think about on a regular basis. As I look for employment in a, you know, back in a normal job, I'm looking at leadership positions. I'm looking at sales leadership positions, not necessarily sales positions, but sales leadership, where I can help train salespeople. I wouldn't even say train salespeople. I would say assist salespeople. I'm not really interested in getting out there and teaching people how to sell something. I'm really interested in getting out and helping those people be better people and get them the tools that they need. Because most sales, most of the time when salespeople aren't successful, I have found when I wasn't successful, I didn't have the support that I needed. Now, sometimes I just sucked. And you know what? Some salespeople are just horrible. They're just assholes. They're, they suck. And, and whatever. I mean have the honesty to look at yourself and say, maybe I'm just a jerk and I can't sell things because sometimes that's just really the case. Of it. We're going to talk a little bit about value in a few minutes because my my friend, Steve Aru, who's been a guest on my podcast, talks about this a lot. He talks about how much more value is important in relationships. And you know what? I tend to agree with him on that. You can have great friends and a shitty product or great friends and not enough value in your product. And I wouldn't want them to buy from me for that reason. If someone's got a much better value, you can be a good value to that person with a good relationship, by the way. And, and the value could be your relationship. But value is really the key. That's where you got to start. Then you can build them from there. Vistage, I got to tell you, so Steve Haru talks about Vistage a lot. He goes and talks to these CEOs about how to become better 
leaders, I'm guessing. I kind of did a little research on Vistage when I was, I kept seeing this come up because uh, another guest that I've had on here, Mike, uh, Antarctic Mike, Mike Pierce, has talked at his goes and speaks to Vistage groups. And what Vistage is, it's been around for a long time. I didn't really, I kind of heard the word, but I never really looked it up. These are CEOs that are learning how to lead better, right? Hopefully they're already good lead. Because what my point was, as my thought was going on, is I'm like, how the hell did you become a CEO if you weren't a good leader? Now, I get that they're tightening up their skills, but I, I would never promote a bad leader into a CEO position. It would kill the company. And, and there's a lot more to that. And I know I'm being very just direct and I'm not ripping Vistage. I think it seems like a great organization. It's been around a long time. Um, they're effective apparently because they're still around. I just didn't understand how, and maybe somebody can explain it to me better and, and we can get on, we can talk about Vistage on my podcast. I don't know. I just kind of thought it was odd that CEOs were taking classes, but it kind of goes back to what I just said about continuing that coaching, right? continuing getting better at what, it, what your skills were. What I found with a lot of companies that I had gone to work for was who wanted me to help change their culture is that they weren't willing to change. That's one of the reasons we had a problem changing our culture. If the CEO or the ownership or even management is not willing to change, you're not going to change the people that they work that work for them. It's just not going to happen. And if it happens, it'll happen for a short period of time and it doesn't have any staying power. Something I just came up as I said, you know, we're all really individuals, right? I could not, there was a great metaphor about, a religious metaphor that um, I'd used in the past to kind of explain the readings at church. And it was this, if you were sending your child out to, um, camp for three months right during the summer or two months during the summer they would give you an itinerary of things that were going to happen at that camp and maybe that was you know on this day we're going to go canoeing and this day we're going to go hiking and this day we're going to learn you know a new craft or whatever it is and that itinerary uh like i said was for that two months of what's going to happen what the rules are what the do's and what the don'ts are and all those things and a schedule of what's going to happen at the same time, if your child was at that camp and every day he was writing you a little bit of a letter, a little bit more detail of what happened. Hey, we went out on a canoe today. Uh, paddling a canoe was harder than I thought. Uh, we got wet. We had fun. You know, this so-and-so laughed at this joke and blah, blah, blah. And then we had to carry the canoes to the truck. And we had all those things. Those are kind of the details of that itinerary, right? This is what I talk about when I say, look, we're all individuals, because I could give you a job description of what your job is. And you could say, okay, as you go through the day, that job description is really like that camping itinerary, right? It's just kind of a guidelines of where, what you're needed to be doing. The individual contacts you make, the individual phone calls you make, the jokes you make, the, all those little things that are details that hopefully lead you to success with that sale or whatever you're trying to accomplish. <coughs> That's really that letter that that child's writing, right? That's really the letter. If you kept track of everything you did during the day, you wouldn't give that out. You know, you would just say, hey, what are you doing today, Ed? Well, I'm just going to do a podcast. I'm going to get on a computer, answer some emails. Versus all the little things I had to do. I ate today. I drank coffee. I took the kids to school. I did all those things. We're individuals, and we're all, every day of our life is going to be different than someone else's day. 
It's why we have to kind of develop our own thing, right? We all have our own stuff. I say that in good and bad. We all have our, you know, different amount of kids and different kinds of cars, different years of cars. One might run better than the other. We have different, uh, you know, we go to different gyms. We have different workouts. Sometimes some people hate to work out. Some people just want to, you know, just walk or take their dogs for a walk. We all have our own stuff that we have to manage. Within that, we all have to, you know, we're all trying to be successful at whatever the case may be. It might not even be business. It might just be in a relationship or whatever. Then we all have to deal with our own stuff and we have to compartmentalize those things. I've talked about this before. We have to take those, you know, we have to compartmentalize that problem we're having with this one child so we can get our job done. And we have to put that to the side and get our job done. Then we can address that. I told you in the last podcast, it's kind of about putting that oxygen mask on first before you go. You have to get your own stuff in order before you can help anybody, before you can help your employees or your kids or, you know, the dog or pay the rent. You got to get all those things, those ducks in a row. And you see the common denominator is it all comes back to you. It all comes back to the decisions you have to make. So I put in, so when do we address our stuff? You know, we have to address our stuff every day. You know, we got to get up if we have a sore foot or whatever. The other, sometimes I wake up, I have this one pain in my foot. I just have to address that right then, you know, maybe take an ibuprofen or put tighter shoes on or something. I have to address that stuff. And we have to do this on a, on a regular basis. And what my point to all this is that stuff can stop you from getting those things you need to do done. Right, it could stop you from making that New Year's resolution or sticking to it. You can make New Year's resolutions all you want. Sticking to them is a problem. Um, it, it's difficult. It is hard. Every day you got to get up and do the same thing or not do the same thing. And it's very difficult, but you, you have to address this. You got to decide that you're going to change. And because I'm telling you, you could sit there and tell me right now, if you were messaging me on some way we could message. And you can tell me everything's fine. It's not all fine. I got news for you. And it's okay. Be a little vulnerable with yourself. At least. You don't have to tell the world. But be a little vulnerable with yourself and say, look, some shit's not okay in my life. And I need to fix some of that shit. It's okay. Everybody has it. Elon Musk, you know, the whoever I'm trying to, Mark Zuckerberg, they all have problems. They all have little things. They're all not happy with the way their nose is shaped their ears are shaped or, you know, that they're not in good enough shape. You know, Bezos might worry about doesn't have enough hair. He's got about as much hair as me. So when do we decide we're going to change those things along with the other stuff that, you know, if we can't change it, we can't change it. Just live with it. But I'm telling you, it's all about not listening to me. It's not about listening to Tony Robbins or Grant Cardone. It's about you making decisions that you have to change for yourself. It's about looking in that mirror. And I don't know how many times I can say this. I'm going to say it a million times over and over and over because it's all about, you can go see those guys speak. You can spend five grand on one of their, on one of their things. And you might just be juiced out of your mind when you're done listening to them. But what are you going to do about it then? I've said this before. I used to talk to people and say, man, Ed, I love when you talk about stuff and you get us motivated and you inspire us and you do all these things. And I would say to him, I know, but when you walk out that door and someone has door danged your car, like bad, like you got to go get it fixed. Are you going to remember anything I said? 
we need to be able to remember what I said, remember what he said, remember what she read, remember what you read. You need to get back that mindset. You need to get it back. All this other shit's going to happen. You can't stop it. It's life. It just happens, right? The economy is going to be bad. This politician is going to do that. You know, one of the things I see more than ever now, especially with social media, is how involved we are in actors, athletes' personal lives. Who gives a shit what these guys do? You know, I see this stuff every day. I just saw we watch Peacock because I like King of Queens and it's on Peacock. And there'll be a commercial come on and it's about Paris Hilton getting married. And listen, I'm sure Paris Hilton's a great gal. I'm sure dad and mom love her and grandparents and whatever. Who gives a shit about Paris Hilton? I do not. I don't care about the Kardashians. I don't care about anything. I have stuff. I have my stuff. I got to get squared away right now. I need to get back to work. I need to get this podcast listened to by more people. I need to do marketing. I need to do, you know, I'm teamed up with other people and other companies. I got to do this is all the stuff I have to do, right? So I have to look in the mirror in the morning and not care about those other things to get my work done. I got kids to take care of. I got a wife to take care of. And she takes care of me. We got all these things to do, right? So when do you decide to change? You decide today, right? When you're done with this, listen to the rest of the podcast and share it. And then you need to decide when you're going to change. You want to wait till January 1st? Listen, this is your business. If you decide to never change, if you just think your life's perfect and everything's going very good, I'm so proud of you. Uh, it's great. I would ask people when I was speaking to them, how many of you, by show of hands, have never had a hurdle in their life? And, of course, nobody would raise their hand, right? So I'd say, let me ask a different question. How many of you have had hurdles or anticipate that you're going to have hurdles in your life? And, of course, everybody raises their hand. Right? So we know they're coming. We can't worry about them today because we don't know what they're going to be. The ones in the past are in the past. you got to let them go, right? We can use those as experience. If I run across a freeway and get hit by a car, probably not a good idea to try that again, right? We know those things that we have to watch out for. But, and we can, we can move forward cautiously, but not in fear, right? You can't let, oh, this is probably going to happen, rule, you know, what's going on. So we've got to... Just get over those hurdles, right? We have to understand they're going to be there. And we have to understand how to get over them. Um, a hurdle that I'm facing right now is rejection, right? I'm getting rejected by jobs that I probably even hire the hiring manager. They don't know me except for a resume. Um, so many people have disengaged uh, over the last 18 months. It's hard been hard for me to get a hold of people that I was had a relationship with for years. They just don't want to talk. They just don't want to be engaged. They have too much going on in their life. The sad part of that is they're burning bridges with me and, and um, I've helped them. I felt like I helped them or would be there and I would be there for them now. That's the sad part. The reality is whatever they got going on, it must be more important than me. And that's, that's fine. The future problem with that is when they call me, I'm not sure I'll be willing to help, but that's a whole nother thing. And that's just my, that's part of my, that's a bad Personality trait on my point. I don't forget shit, right? So rejection is tough to take sometimes, right? I mean, you talk about a, uh, being in sales and getting rejected eight out of 10 times. My ego was so big when I was doing sales on a regular basis is that when somebody said no to me, I didn't understand what was wrong with them. Couldn't be me. Had to be them. 
Um, and sometimes that happens. Sometimes it's just you catch a person at the wrong time and, you know, it's just it's not the day for them to make that decision. They got something going on at home or whatever they can and you get rejected. I never really took it as rejection. I'm taking more of these, um, you know, job problems, the job issues when I'm, not, I'm taking that as more of rejection. But you just have to go through it. You just have to decide, you know what, it's maybe there's a word in my resume. Maybe, you know, companies are hiring for Actually, I just watched a TED Talks five minutes ago about this, about how companies are really not hiring people anymore. They're hiring skills or talent. And I think it's a bad idea. I think that's going to cost them a lot of money in the future because we need, you all need people out there that are working for you that are, you know, because you have customers, you need good communicators. You need to hire good, loyal people at your company, not just people with talent. You need people with human skills and things like that. And when you get to be my age, you've learned those things. Talked about hurdles, talked about talents. Talent's not enough. You know, you can be the most talented musician in the world, but if you just get up there and play a piano and don't have, interact with the crowd, it can be bad. If you have all these talents, but you can't communicate with the customer or show them value or show them all those things, not going to work out for you, right? Talent is not enough. So here's the million-dollar question. Are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to go to the gym, you know, read that book, take an hour out of the day to walk your dogs, go for a walk or do those things. I use exercise as a metaphor because I think it's a great metaphor. If you're not, I have a friend of mine just has no interest in doing exercise, but he looks good. He's taking care of himself. He eats right. I think he does something physically, but, um, you know, do you want to be that, that better, you know, realtor? Are you willing to put in that extra hours on the weekends? Are you willing to do all those things? You want to be better at, uh, you know, a better engineer. You're reading to read those books. Are you willing to get that extra education? Are you willing to do those things? You know, frankly, if somebody challenged me to run a marathon, I would tell them no, because I don't want to run. I just don't want to, I'm not willing to do the work. Could I do it? Sure, I could do it if I had interest in it enough. <clears throat> I just don't. So I would not be willing to put that work in. If you're not willing, then don't do it. I think it's important, and I'm getting to this thing where um, I think it's important to do what you love. You can love being a realtor, no doubt about it. You could love being a musician. You can love doing all these things. Um, you can love selling, you know, sewer fittings in, in the business you're in. I have been in businesses before where I really loved what I was selling. It wasn't sexy at all it wasn't you know if i told someone what i did for a living their eyes rolled in the back of their head they had no they had no clue and uh, what i sold or they had no interest but i really loved it i loved the challenge i loved that bidding on projects and getting that sale that sale was like a drug man once you got it and you wanted to get a bigger one next time and you learn things and you had these great you know, relationships. And when I told, talked about Steve Peru, talked about relationships versus value. I had this great relationship with people that I had a great value for too. And my relationship was a value. It was valuable to them that they know I'd call them back. They know I'd show up when I said I was going to show up. They know I'd follow up if they asked me a question, if I didn't know the answer right then. So that's where that value and that relationship go hand in hand. 
but he's 100% right. Relationships alone are not enough. You got to give somebody value. You are value to that customer too, but you got to give them, um, you got to give them that. So if you're not, if you are doing what you love and you know that it's hard work and discipline, right? Those are the things that are going to get you through hard work and discipline. The things I've had to do in the last 45 days, 44 days today. Um, there's times when I didn't want to do them. I just said, you know what? Screw this. I'll get back on it tomorrow. I didn't though. And I haven't. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of that the fact that I've stuck to that. And it makes me angry sometimes and I don't want to do it sometimes. Last night, I didn't want to go to the gym, but we went anyway. And I was glad I went. And I always tell you, there's two places you can always go in life. And that's the church and the gym. And you'll never regret going to those places. I was so happy I went because I accomplished what I was trying to accomplish, right? And I'll talk about the goals I had set in these 90 days at the end of the 90 days, because I think it's going to be important. I think it's going to be inspiring. And I think it'll help you maybe make that first step. Hard work and discipline never go away. Um, Elon Musk was on, I saw a little clip of him the other day and he says, or a little meme, it says, I work 15 hours a day for the last 10 years and people still say I'm lucky. I think there is luck. I think you create your own luck, I should say. I think if you're going out and you're doing networking, for instance, and you meet the right people, you go, man, I was lucky I met that guy. No, you created the luck because you showed up, right? And you were able to uh, meet that person through your actions, right? You took action and you met that person. And that's important. Um, so uh, that hard work and discipline is never going to go away. I know most people don't want to hear that. Um, there are those people that just have more discipline, it seems like. But maybe they just have more focused discipline, or more focused, you know, path on what they really want to do. And it comes back to value. You know, do you, it's, it's, it's kind of, before you can give somebody else value, you have to see the value in yourself, right? You can add value to yourself with that discipline, with that working out, with that, constant education with those all those things you're doing with those relationships you're building with your children or your spouse or your friends that adds value to their life and it adds a lot of value to yours believe it or not um they say you know giving back and being um, uh, charitable adds a huge value to you personally and you shouldn't i guess you don't set out to do that for yourself but you gain that through osmosis right you just get out there and help other people and it makes you feel good and if that's why you're doing it, so what? If you're helping other people, what does it matter if you're doing it? You're making those people feel better, and you know that. If it helps you feel better, that's that's great. That's that's awesome. If you're out there cleaning up the ocean or you're doing whatever you're doing to give back, that's awesome. So um, your value to the world and those around you. I just talked about that. This um, I've run out of slides to look at because. I didn't want to wait any longer to get this podcast up. So I guess the summary of this whole thing is congratulations to me for keeping up my podcast now for almost a year. What are we at? 11 months. Um, I want you to continue to believe in yourself and believe that you don't need to continue all this. Well, let me have to kind of rephrase that. Continue your education, continue reading, continue listening to these motivational people. 
but take some action on your own, right? It's all up to you. If you want to move to that next level, and if you know what, if you don't, if you've worked all your life, you're 62, 65 years old, and you've decided, you know what, I've worked all my life. I've done a good job with my retirement. Uh, I'm going to be able to just kick back and relax. Listen, that's on you. If you want to do that, that's great. It's not my thing. I hope it's your, if it's your thing and you're doing it, then congratulations. You're going to spend time with your grandkids. You're going to do whatever, travel, do whatever you have to do in life. That's awesome, right? But what I see out there in a lot of people, and I see it every freaking day, is they're not happy with their current situation. Well, the only person that can change that is you. Not any motivational tape, not any book, not any of that stuff. Applying those things you learn can help you change. But really, it's you getting off your ass, getting up earlier, getting up, do whatever you got to do, whatever you got to decide to do. All the information is out there. We have the internet. Everything on the internet's true. Just kidding. But there's a lot of information on the internet. I wouldn't have to give you a nutrition plan to teach you how to eat. You can go online and find out for free. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pay to learn how not to eat, you know, 18 potatoes for dinner two minutes before you go to bed. You don't need to learn that. You know that. You know most of what you need to do. You just want somebody to kick you in the ass. Hopefully, this podcast is kicking you in the ass. You know, I was remember one time I listened to, sometimes when I'm on the treadmill, I listen to these motivational guys that yell, right? The yellers. And they got this bitch of music behind them. And it's always these guys uh, yelling and stuff. And I remember one time I was listening to that in my car and I had to pull over. Someone from the chamber needed to get something out of my car and I opened the door. And here's this guy yelling, you know, like motivational stuff. And she's like, oh my God, what are you listening to? And I kind of explained to her, she goes, you can be yelled at like that all day. I said, well, it's not yelling. It's, kind of, it's just excitement, right? It's like encouragement. I want to be that person that encourages you. You're going to come back to this podcast, hopefully over and over and over and share it, share it, share it. And a lot of times you're going to get the same information, maybe said a different way, maybe said by a guest, because I don't. I don't understand how there's a market for simplicity like there is. But if, there's, if that's the case, then I'm glad to get into that market. If I can help you get further by being showing you something very simple that you can accomplish, then I'm all for you, you know, paying to see me speak. I'm not saying anything anybody else is, you know, it's not saying. We're all saying the same thing. I guess the only difference between them and I is they have a lot more listeners than I do today, and they're trying to sell you something afterwards, and I'm not trying to do that. And I say, I guess I could say yet. I mean, maybe I would write a book or do a CD or so. I don't know. I just don't feel like that's where my path is right now. I'd love to be in a, in a I'd love to get those 10,000 people in front of me where I could speak to them, and that the next day they could make a change, or that night they could make a change. People are capable of it. You just don't believe in yourself enough to do it. And I'm going to continue to tell you to believe in yourself because you are capable of doing this. You have value in life and you are good enough to do these things and you deserve it. You, you deserve to have these things in your life. You know, God didn't make any mistakes. You weren't born to be mediocre. You're born to be brilliant and great and all those good things. And I know you will be if you can just take the first couple steps and then just hang in there, put that discipline and put that hard work in. Listen, thank you very much for listening to my podcast today. Please share as much as you can. Share it on LinkedIn. Share it on Facebook if you see it. Share it on YouTube. You know, let your kids listen to it. I know there's a couple of cuss words I dropped in there, but it's nothing they haven't heard at school, believe me. 
they need this, they need this encouragement. They need to know how valuable they are in life. And if their life is going to be just fine, if they just put in a little work, a little discipline, keep their mind open a little bit to learn some things from us old people. And if you have a guest or you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, please email me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. Super easy. Um, working on new guests. Had a couple guests bail out over the last month. Irritates me, but it's what it is. And uh, I'll find the guests that won't bail. Anyway, edfranklin.nolimits, podcast, Spotify, iHeart, YouTube, all those places. Look for my posts. Look for um, whatever I got going. Just keep Keep listening and keep sharing, and I appreciate you, and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing awesome. Have a great day.